The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Listeners should not act upon the content or information in this podcast without first seeking appropriate individualized advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. The views expressed in this podcast may change without notice and may differ from those views expressed from other bank personnel. The bank makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. Hello and welcome to the CMB Financial Wellness Show. On this first episode in our series of Next Generation Podcasts, we're joined by Matthew Sorcy, Certified Financial Planner, Assistant Vice President and Wealth Advisor, and me, Dario Sassenti, Wealth Associate of CMB Wealth Management, to answer common questions new employees have about prioritizing benefits, contributing to HSAs, choosing a 401k plan, and more. In this episode of the CMB Financial Wellness Show, we will help walk you through starting a new career. So you've accepted a new a job offer and are on your way to starting your career. Chances are your workplace offers a variety of benefits to their employees. But which options are right for you? Matt, let's start with a basic question. What benefits are available? Yeah, thank you, Dario, and thanks for having me on the CMB Financial Wellness Show. Many of you know, um, employers can offer competitive benefits to their employees. There's often a myriad of options to choose from. Most employees, you know, they're aware of a 401k and or a profit sharing plan, but there's also long and short-term disability, health insurance, dental insurance, vision, group term life insurance, and also HSAs or health savings accounts. Or if you're lucky enough, an employee stock ownership plan or employee stock purchase plan. And, you know, there's some defined benefit plans out there as well, um, such as pensions. So there's quite a few out there. What benefits should I prioritize? That's a great question. One of the first benefits to consider will be your health, dental, and vision insurance coverage. If you're under the age of 26, most individuals can still be covered under their parents' family plan. Your health and wellness should always be a priority. Next, see what options you have under your employer's retirement plan. Many employers offer a percentage match on participant contributions. And in 2022, employees can contribute up to $20,500 per year. What is a health savings account, or HSA? Should I be contributing to that? Absolutely, Dario. If you participate in a high-deductible health plan, it's a HDHP, sometimes it's referred to, you should definitely review your options for opening a health savings account at the same time. So the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, they define a high deductible health plan as any plan with a deductible of at least 1400 for an individual or 2800 for a family if you're on a family plan. And a high deductible health plan's total yearly out-of-pocket expenses, and that includes your deductibles, co-payments, co-insurance, can't be more than $7,050 for an individual or $14,100 for a family. What are the benefits of an HSA? Can you invest funds within your HSA? Yeah, an HSA has many benefits. You know, a little known fact, and a lot of my clients don't know this either, is that you can actually invest your contributions that have been made into your HSA. Some employers even contribute to your HSA as well. That's another, that's another perk right there. And an HSA is the best possible option in terms of taxation. You know, in fact, I like to call it the triple tax-free retirement account. The money that you contribute to an HSA is tax-free, comes out of your taxes in your paycheck. It comes out before the taxes in your paycheck. The earnings from investing funds within your HSA are also tax-free, 
and then distributions out of the account are also tax-free. That's that also makes it triple tax-free if they're used for eligible medical expenses. Uh, you know, one thing is you really should be diligent in retaining receipts for these eligible med medical expenses in the event that you're ever audited by the IRS. So in theory, while you're young and healthy, you know, you may not have many medical issues. And if you can afford these payments out of pocket, any medical expenses, you can save those receipts and repay yourself in your retirement years. You know, that may be 20, 30, 40 years down the road. There's no time limits. For example, you can, what I like to call, pay yourself back for medical bills that maybe you incurred this year in 2022, well into your retirement years. The limits on HSA contributions for 2022, and this is also including employer contributions, is $3,650 for a single and $7,300 for family. You know, you know, of course, check with your HSA provider and your employer to see how you can start investing. Okay, so my employer offers both traditional and Roth 401k options. What one should I choose, and what are the differences? You know, Dario, as you might expect, you know, it depends. The differences between the two is the order of how they're taxed. Um, you know, for traditional IRA contributions, the money that you contribute is not taxed. In turn, this lowers your taxable income in the year that you make those contributions. For Roth, on the other hand, the money is taxed now or taken out of your paycheck's net amount that you would receive. For traditional distributions, the money taken out is taxed as ordinary income, just like your paycheck. When you withdraw the funds that contribute to the Roth, the distributions are tax-free since you previously paid taxes on the funds that you contributed. You know, in all 401ks and IRAs, your earnings are not taxed. So as far as what you should choose, if you're starting out a career, you know, maybe you're at a lower salary, it makes sense to make Roth contributions. Why is that the case? You know, you know, you would expect your tax rate in retirement to be higher than what it is now. So if you're in a high tax bracket now and you expect your rate to be lower in retirement, over the age of 59 and a half as defined by the IRS, traditional contributions would be your best option. You know, one thing to note is when you're over the age of 72, you'll need to satisfy what are called required minimum distributions. You know, they're commonly referred to as RMDs for traditional accounts. Roth accounts do not have this requirement. You know, in future podcasts, we can explain these in further detail. And these are general guidelines you should always consult with a tax advisor. How do I start? What strategies do you recommend for me? The best way to start is to review your company's employee handbook or consult with your human resources department. Some companies allow new hires to immediately start contributing to their retirement accounts, while you know some other employers may have a specified start date after your date of hire. Generally, you know, the best way to start contributing is to make sure you're receiving the full benefit of your company's matching program. For example, if your employer matches up to 4% of your contributions, make an effort to contribute at least 4%. If you can afford it, have your contributions higher than your employer's match. Another good strategy is to increase your contributions whenever you receive a pay raise or a change in cash flow. You should always pay yourself first, I like to call it. You know, and I, li I like to tell my clients that they should automate their cash flow. So the money goes into those respective accounts before you receive your paycheck. That way, money's out of sight, out of mind. It's kind of like a forced savings. What are beneficiary designations and why are they important? So, you know, make sure you fill out your beneficiary designations as soon as you sign up for a benefit. You know, understandably, most young employees don't think about how their assets would be distributed in the event of their death. 
but planning for the unexpected is something not to overlook. Beneficiary designations dictate where assets will go in the event of your death. And I, you know, I can't stress this enough. If you're single, you may name your siblings, parents, partner, or other individual as a primary beneficiary or beneficiaries. If you're married, most employees name their spouse, and it may be required unless your, author, your spouse authorizes you to name someone else. These assets or plans are contracts, as we call them, and pass outside of a will. So that means whoever is named as a primary beneficiary will get the percentage that you designate on those forms. It's always important to update these as life changes, you know, so the money goes to the correct recipient. Okay, so I understand a few benefits that are available to me now, but what? why should I start now? You know, Dario, the answer is simple. It's compound interest. In fact, Warren Buffett calls this the eighth wonder of the world. The difference in starting 10 years later, you know, for example, 35 versus 25, is very significant. Compound interest is exponential. If two people save $100 a month for retirement, but one starts at age 25 and the other starts at 35, the early saver, so the 25-year-old, will have nearly twice as much in their account by age 65, given an annual 5% return on your investments. You can think of this as the snowball effect. As a snowball rolls down a hill, it gathers more snow. The snowball gets exponentially larger. There's no replacement for lost time. So, Dario, the time is now. Matt. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. It's been very informative. At the end of every episode, we'd like to summarize the topics for our listeners. What do you think our audience should take away from this? Prioritize and make sure that your health, dental, and vision insurance are taken care of, number one. Number two, take advantage of free money on the table regarding your retirement benefits, your 401k, and always contribute at least the maximum amount that your employer matches. Automate your finances, and most importantly, start now. Thanks for having me, Dario. Thanks, Matt. If you have more questions or you want to sit down with an advisor or planner, visit our website, cmbank.com, or one of our many local branches. Thanks for listening, and subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes.